from South Austin. You know the drill, another part of Austin. More South Central Austin. And West Texas. It's our second preseason episode. It's the Get Your Guys Fantasy Football Podcast. And I'm going to turn it over to your host, Jason Dominguez. Yes, Pat. We're about to draft. It's about to go down. People yes, are sir. getting pissed. Pissed off! The shit is getting real. And I've worked you guys have seen everything going down. Everybody's already... I've worked, trades are going down. Actually, are you guys... I'm thinking of a different league I'm in. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm pissed though, Jay. <laughs> a lot of trades I'm have pissed. been going. Yeah, we got a lot of I'm trades going I'm, down. What, what are I'm you doing so about? many mocks and these fuckers aren't drafting real. And I'm getting guys I shouldn't be getting. And so this is all fool's yeah. gold. No, that's right. I want to draft with some motherfuckers no, right. who are going to do what they're actually going to do and not some bots. So I'm, I'm going to let it off. Mocks yeah. are hard. You have to almost do a few mocks and then average <laughs> yeah. them together. Pissed off! <laughs> or go to a website where they actually have uh, live people drafting instead of bots. Well, that's what you try to do. You want to go to peak yeah. hour time when many people are on exactly. their computer, right? You hope at least and try, try to do it well. that way. Pete, did you do your mocks? <clears throat> no, I've been mocking, man. I've been mocking all uh, all month long. I've uh, had uh, quite an exposure to best ball as well, which I kind of feel is like in the same uh, arena as a mock draft, kind of getting your feet wet, seeing where these guys are going. So, I feel good about uh about what I expect out of the draft. Now I'm back in the lab doing last minute tinkering. You know, I got these last last week or two worth of practice reports and worth of preseason to put a last finishing touches on my rank. So I'm I've got a I've got about a forty eight hour stretch in the lab and then we're gonna go uh we're gonna go first draft on Saturday, draft a Palooza rookie draft and then a real draft and then a draft Sunday and draft Monday. It's just Oh my god. It's, it's one of those weekends. Yes, sir. It's draft weekend. Draft you know, actually, you hit it right, actually, Pete. That's actually a good tip uh, for Trey and anybody else out there uh, with troublesome mocks. Is actually the best mock is yeah, just to do a real ten dollar draft, maybe a little bit early, just so you kind of get an idea for maybe players that other people are higher on, also that you didn't quite realize, yep. right? So that way you can adjust your board as well. Straight oh, yeah. up to the draft board. Yeah, it's a great idea. I do a lot of best ball. Best ball is a little different than redraft, but it's still, uh, you know, you still get in the ballpark of what's going on. So it's it's uh, it's good enough for me. Yeah, our guillotine helped too. You know, yeah. it kind of gave you an, an idea about, you know, who people were looking at, right? So. Is that guy even still in the league? P. Yes, you want to start us off with our with our big, our, our new segment, at least that's just for the preseason here with our GYT. Yes, sir. Explain, just in case people didn't hear last week, what this is again. So this is uh, all four of us. Little Seinfeld. Showtime. Get your team, team, team. (laughs) Yes. All right. So this is uh, all four of the guys, Jason, Trey, myself, and Pat. We're all going to tell you one player from each position that we like or actually love at their ADP. We're going to be targeting this player at that price and probably going to be, you know, even above that price. We're confident that they're going to outperform their ADP and uh, whether it's by large stretches or a couple of instances in my case, just most confident that they'll, you know, finish a spot or two ahead of this. Whereas I feel like there's variance with a lots of different players. I feel like some of the guys I'm picking 
low variance players, which you kind of try, trying to hope for in uh, in fantasy. So this is our guys. This is our uh, our reputations on the line. And a year long, you know, we're all hoping for no injury, but barring injury, these are going to be, uh, you know, we're going to check at the end of the year and sue, see how many out of four are, uh, we've got over ADP. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. Trey, were you going to no, add something? No, I just something? got for ADP. People, you know, new to fantasy, it's average draft position. So it's just kind of where they're going uh, right now on mocks and real drafts. Um, you can go, we, we're using Fantasy Pro's ECR, which is basically all of them put into one, all websites, basically the top, the top ones. So yeah. Which stands for expert consensus yeah. rankings. So they use yeah. like I think two hundred different uh, experts and just have a consensus yeah. of all those. So, so it's from Yahoo, ESPN, mm-hmm. Sleepers, all of them. So it just pulls it all together. Uh, so that's what we're using because that's the kind of the best to use when we're going this vague. Um, so enjoy. Here we go. Well, because that's what everybody's looking at yeah. too, right? Everybody's printing a well, sheet or that, looking at something, so they're looking at one of one those of rankings. Them, but so. Like they could be looking at their ESPN yeah. one only because they're only in that league, or sleeper right, one only. Right. And this is this might be a little different. So, so we'll call right. it an aggregator of, yes, of the sorts. You guys mind if I start? Hell no. Do it, please. Your names at the top. Yeah, I wanted to start because. Uh, and, and let's just do both of our positions, guys, and uh, and then and then I'll let you guys one at a time tell me which one you agree with more, or disagree with more. But uh, uh, I wanted to start with my two because both of my guys are actually rookies, uh, which is why uh, they are they have a ranking that's a little bit lower than I think that uh, that they will perform by end of season. Uh, and so we're doing quarterbacks and tight ends in this first half of the seg uh, of the episode, and then we'll do the running backs, wide receivers, and the uh, second half after halftime hits. But uh, so my quarterback is Anthony Richardson for the Colts, uh, currently going at QB 15. Uh, I've got him projected to finish as a top eight, mostly just due to rushing uh, the rushing yards, especially now that they have the lack of a Jonathan Taylor uh, coming around there. So uh, so I have him for a top eight. So he's a value buy for me. I'm going to be trying to target and I expect him to at least put up those type of numbers by end of season. Uh, and the tight end is Sam Laporta, the rookie for the Lions. Uh, he's, uh, you know, going to be starting. He's going at tight end 19, uh, which means you can probably get him cheap in your draft. And I've got him projected to finish a top eight. Even if he finishes top 10, you know, you paid a 19th price for him, though. So that's my QB and tight end. Pat, which do you agree with or disagree with more? Is Sam Laporta uh, related to Tommy Lasorda? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> uh, which one I agree with more? Definitely Anthony Richardson's. I'm not too versed on Sam Laporta. I know he's, uh, you know, uh, he's got that starting position there in Detroit. But, um, of course, Richardson is the kind of Justin Fields. Uh, you know, everybody's kind of getting the tinglys about him because of the rushing expectations and what he can do. Um, you have him finishing within the top eight. I think that's a little rich. Um, but then going back and looking at, you know, some of the quarterbacks and just how much of a drop off is, you know, of it is after, you know, about four. Um, it's it's certainly not out of the realm of possibilities, but uh, just the, the guy I know a little bit and seen a little bit uh, more of is Anthony Richardson. So I'm going to say I'm going to go with you on that one, Jay. Trey, which one? Uh I do like both, probably equal. Um, Sam Laporta, he, he, uh, Jared Goff likes tight ends a lot. Um, 
he has no mobility, so he relies on that. When Hawkinson was there, he hyper-targeted him. Uh, he hyper-targeted St. Brown, who basically does slot stuff over the middle that a tight end stuff would do. So, yeah, I think Sam Laporte, the, Laporte, the, the buzz is real. It's He's legit. He's athletic. He's one of these new-age tight ends that's almost like an oversized receiver. Um, top eight, I could see it happening because tight ends are just weird. So, uh, I, I would go, I would put my money probably more on that than Anthony Richardson topic. I like Anthony Richardson long-term, especially in dynasty. I think he's going to be a bigger Jalen hurts. Eventually it's just going to take some time. He's really raw. Uh, so I'm, there's going to be some bumps in the roads here on this, uh, probably his first, you know, half of the rookie year. P you well, agree with all this? I'll be a part of that. Yeah, I'm going to echo Trey quite a bit on that sentiment. Uh, love uh, love what I've seen out of Laporta. The, everything out at uh, camp is he sees the starting role. Uh, they loved him in the draft, high second draft, second uh, second round draft capital over my boy Michael Mayer. I thought he might be the first one taken, but no, Kincaid for Buffalo and Laporta. Both, uh, both, it's just a huge tight end year for all these rookies. Yes. But Tight, tight end rookies are scary in general, but this year I could see Kincaid, Laporta, Mayer, and then this kid Musgrave out of Green Bay is getting uh, getting some hype too. So mm-hmm. we could be uh, turning over a new leaf for rookie tight ends. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, I would take him at cost because he's basically free. Richardson, I love the upside, but year one, it's just uh, – I, I I'm scared of the team. I think now with this Jonathan Taylor yeah, news, uh, yeah. it's 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 it could be just a house of cards that crumbles. But even if it does, he's it's going to be hard to not finish out of you know the top fifteen with his with his rushing upside as long as he stays healthy. Where Colts quarterback Gary Hogaboom work? <laughs> P, why don't you do your players? P, who who's your QB and tight end? Then who you like? All right. Quarterback, we have Trevor Lawrence. It's been a popular name of uh, most of my guys. I've noticed, you know, there's a lot of fantasy buzz around these guys. Uh, a lot of my guys and flag players from the podcast and stuff I listen to. But I tell myself, you know, just because everybody's saying it doesn't mean it's wrong. You know, if you like a popular artist or a popular show, it doesn't mean it's wrong. It means it's good. So <laughs> I love me some Trevor Lawrence this year. Uh, QB eight uh, last year, you know, uh, really huge jump from the year before with uh, Urban Meyer, a throwaway year at a quarterback 23. But last year, over 4,000 yards, 4,125 passing touchdowns, and then uh, almost 300 rushing and five rushing. I think that's the thing that I'm going to focus on is a lot of people don't consider Trevor Lawrence much of a rusher. At Clemson, he did a lot outside the pocket and a lot around the goal line. The five touchdowns last year I could see going up, and I could definitely see with these new weapons him hitting 45, maybe 5,000 yards passing if he stays healthy all the games, and then uh, around 35 or so touchdowns, putting him probably on the borderline top five range at, at quarterback. Hey, I love your hair. Don't ever touch it. And then my uh, my next player is my tight end. I love me some Darren Waller this year. Once again, heard a ton of people talking about him, but I just don't think it's wrong. He's uh, coming over from Oakland. There was a real sour ending for, for Derek Carr and Darren Waller in Oakland, but both players getting a fresh start, and Waller is just rave reviews in camp. Uh, Derek, uh, Daniel Jones won't throw the ball to anyone else, apparently. He succeeded over the middle and in short to mid-range his whole career, Daniel Jones has, and so... I like uh, I love Darren Waller at his tight end four, but 
The one thing I was going to mention is in Sleeper, we're going to be drafting on Sleeper ADP. Shout out to Sleeper app, but uh, we're going to be using that ADP. And so that's the thing that's going to be staring everybody in the face. And on the Sleeper ADP, he's tied in seven, which I think is nuts below guys like Pitts, who hasn't proven really anything. And then, uh, you know, I think Kittle's going to be a lower part of that offense. So I think Darren Waller's going to be over 100 targets probably tight in three if uh if he can really go crazy on the tight on the touchdowns he could be in the top two so i think this is going to be a huge year for waller yeah there was people uh that been at uh, giants for many many years and they say they've only seen uh three people move differently on the nfl field and it was uh saquon barkley odell beckham and darren waller so mm-hmm. he is uh he's just he just moves different for his size and the hype is real and they have no no other receiver that scares me at all. So I yeah. would pick Wallace. This is really only his fifth year because of all the the drug and rehab and stuff he went through. Two of his great years in uh, with the Raiders and then two mediocre years when he's kind of been hurt. So he's 30 years old, but I don't look at him like a 30-year-old. I think you know the tread on the tires is still there. Yeah, and 30's not old for a tight end. Yeah. All right. What do you guys think? One, two, both, none. What do you think, Trey? Uh, you know, uh, it's hard because they can only move up so much. You know, the the most Waller can move up, in my opinion, is two. And the, yeah. the most uh, – or if you have a seven, my bad, my bad. He can move up to two, so that's five spots. But uh, if I had to put money down, I'd probably put money on Waller. Uh, Trevor Lawrence I like a lot, but I don't see him getting – two or three spots up as easy as Darren Waller could. Yeah, the, the competition is tough at the top of the quarterback yeah, market for sure. Yeah. Jay? Uh, I like them both. Uh, I think when I've looked at my rankings and looked at what they're going for, um, I, I, I'm i in the market for a Trevor Lawrence because, yeah, I do believe he's worth the price he's going. So, yeah, I agree with Trevor Lawrence. And Waller, though um, – I just think he's going to be really, really expensive, so I'm not sure I'm going to be able to afford him, though. But, yeah. But, yeah, he he could finish there. I just don't know. So, yeah. Yeah. I like Lawrence as, like, a discounted version of Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert, but you can get a round or two later. Waller's going around around six, I think. So that's that's, I'd love that. I'd eat that up all day. Yeah. 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 In honor of the gut, my gut says (laughs) – shout out to the gut, uh, Jared Short – my gut says Trevor Lawrence here, and my gut also says that something, I don't know, I know he's looked great in camp, but something with Waller, I guess it might be my Cowboys bias against Giants players, but I don't know. Too many times we've seen, I guess Evan Ingram had that one year, but too many times we've seen the tight end be kind of hyped up in New York and it not really pan out to a you know top three tight end type of Maybe, like I said, except for that Evan Ingram uh, year. But uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think, has the ceiling is very high. So QB8, I think I don't think is uh, out of the realm. I don't think it's, you know, to finish uh, below those elite Allens and Mahomes and Burroughs for him to be right there. I think he was six or seven last year. So um, I, I think that's that's uh, that's a, a solid pick to, to land again. This guy sound crazy, but if I if I had to put money on who's going to finish one out of each position, like Waller at one or Lawrence at one, I might go Lawrence. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I you would know because because Kelsey's that hot. Awesome. Kelsey gets hurt but, or something. <laughs> but Trevor, man, <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to talk about him later. But Ridley is highly underrated. Uh, him getting him, 
And if Lawrence just takes that next step, I mean, you're looking at 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns. I mean, they're going to, yeah. they're going to, yeah, it's the system, the weapons, it's all coming together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would prefer Trevor over Waller if I could only pick one. So, yeah. All right. Word. Pat. Oh, Pat, oh, Pat, do it. You, you got the, you know, you got that big money. You know. <laughs> big money. Struts up to the draft board. Um, I took with for my QB, keep it in Seattle, Gino baby. Um, and it depending on I'm sorry, I was going off of fantasy pros, but uh, he's QB 16. So, you know, do that what you may. He's in the mid teens for most, uh, you know, ADP or ranking preseason rankings. Uh, he was QB five, according to sleeper last year, you know, playing in the MFL rules. And I just don't know what the. Do you guys know why the why the hate? Why he's being uh, one year wonder? Um, yeah, I, yeah, that's it. Really, just doubt. It's the only hate I can think of because he's got more weapons. Uh, second year in the system. I, I mean, I don't, I'm all I'm all about your pick, Pat. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah it makes I, no sense to me. Also, I, I mean, at least the top ten. If he finishes five positions back from what he was last year, that'd be a top ten finish. My tight end, uh, Tyler Higby. Tight end 15, I think he uh, finishes with a bunch of catches. There's not a lot of, uh, outside of Cooper Cup, a, a lot of hope, high-profile guys to throw to. Um, I think it's going to be kind of a safety blanket for an older Matt Stafford who doesn't want to get hit at his age. Um, this one is kind of just more of a flyer, but I just, uh, and kind of the buzz I've heard is that he's just going to be a favorite target there, and, uh, and he's probably the second best receiver on that team. So uh, not that they're going to be a high powered offense, but um, I don't know. What, what do y'all think between I, Gino I like, baby and Tyler? I, think, I like Higby I think too, I man. I think that's a great pick. Uh, he's he's going to yeah. be their like their number two target, in my opinion. Um, yeah. uh, I just think Stafford loves Higby and cup and that's it. And they didn't really draft anyone else to prove me otherwise. So I like both picks. Nope. All right. I like Gino. Definitely. Uh, I've got him, I think at, 11 on my on my list so definitely above ADP uh Higby's definitely a good punt tight end but out of the two I would uh I'd go Gino Jason mm. uh if uh, I I had to pick one I'd go Gino but yeah uh, I don't think I'll have either of these guys though so. uh, uh insight people well, you know, if you're bidding against Jay I got be lukewarm Maybe I'm throwing smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing smoke. That's hard to throw. All right. So uh, my team's up. And with my quarterback, I went with uh, Mr. Relevant, Brock Purdy. Basically, Mm -hmm. he's never lost a game. Every game he's played, he scored at least two touchdowns. And um, in the playoff against uh, Seattle's first playoff game ever, he put up 37.8 fantasy points. Uh, people keep calling it fool's gold. It's not going to happen. Well, in offseason, he's hurt. The team didn't do anything about it. Um, Kyle Shett said he, he, I mean, basically Brock Purdy would have to melt for him not to be the quarterback. So this guy's all in. Apparently, he does everything right on the, the from the meetings to the, to the field. And uh, he's sneaky mobile. He got a couple touchdowns. He got one in the playoffs, one in the regular season on the ground. If he gets four or five rushing touchdowns, that's like that Trevor Lawrence boost that he got last year. And I, I just think he's way too low. Um, quarterback 23. <laughs> uh, if he plays the whole year, I think he's going to get up and maybe around the top 14, something like that, 15 easily. So that's my quarterback. 
Uh, Kyle Shanahan is going to set the best place. Not hard. Uh, her Ayuk's looking like he always has. He was receiver, I think, 15 last year. He should come good and a one year older. Um, and then I heard um, Debo's looking electric. Lost about 10 pounds. Slimmed down. Not going to run the ball anymore. And he's looking a little quicker out there. So uh, he's got the weapons. My tight end, Jawan Johnson, getting disrespected as uh, tight end 18. Way, way too low. Uh, since Carr's been there, he's already looked at him with the emoji hard eyes multiple times. He hyper-targeted him in the preseason. Uh, he did the same when he had Darren Waller. Uh, tight end 18 is just disrespect. There's not another tight end on that team that I'm scared of. Uh, they're not just going to use him in passing situations because he's now, uh, in my opinion, got a little more crafty at his technique and he can actually block a little bit. So he's going to be in there a little bit more often instead of just third down and passing situations. So uh, I think Juwan Johnson is going to finish top eight, top nine, and he's 18. So that's my tight end. Intel. Yeah, I love Jawan, an ascending talent, you know, going after my heart with the Saints. So uh, good good intel on Derek Carr as well. The dude's motivated. He's cut. He's, there's all these pictures of him coming out. Just freaking looks like he spent the whole offseason in the gym trying to uh, really prolong his career. So Jawan could be a new uh, a new Darren Waller type option. I love it. And uh, But Brock Purdy, that's just it's, – it's, it's crazy for me because I'm one of those guys who thinks, you know, Shanahan can do it with anybody, but – Purdy is the perfect quarterback for Shanahan. So it's just a match made in heaven. And I definitely, I think I've got him inside my top 20. So love both these picks. I can't even pick one over the other. He loved loved Kirk Cousins a lot. You know, he tried to get him out there. He couldn't because Minnesota paid him the highest contract ever. Um, But think of Cousins with some ability, you know, and that's what I think Mm -hmm. Purdy is. And I think that he just wants a guy that basically – is in rhythm with the offense and always makes the right decision because the play will be there because he sets it up for you and you just got to execute it. And uh, Garoppolo couldn't and do accurate. it. Garoppolo couldn't do yeah. it. I'll go. I think if I had to oh. ride or die with one of these guys all season long, like a best ball, and that was the only person you had at that position, so you you relied on them all season, I think I would lean Jawan over Brock. Uh, it's not that I think that Brock is bad. I just have him projected, his points projected, kind of closer to like QB 16. Uh, not that he's bad. I'm just looking at his numbers and everything. That's it. So, but And Jawan, I, I like in the top 10, hopefully. So, yeah. yeah, everyone. Jawan's a good Waller comp that Rugal said. The thing with um, with Brock is like his. I just feel like his floor is so, so high. I mean, he never scored lo- less than – 14 points and that was his first game ever you know yeah you know i agree it's a good floor yeah it's It's a real high floor floor, so you don't get that three or four or five point game i don't believe really good qb2 and super flex yeah yeah safe and it's just their focus is always going to be the like rushing right and shanahan willingly admits that you know if you can't stop the run then he's just going to keep doing it until you can you know this dude held the garoppolo to how many throws at a playoff game Shit, I want to say nine, eleven, okay. no, yeah. six or eight. Not over eight. Yeah, I think it was eight single digits. Definitely. And uh, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> That's how good he is. All right, All right guys, let's go everybody to our next segment team. here. <laughs> everybody loves everybody. <laughs> next segment, Jay. Is that what you said? I'm sorry about that. Let's do yes, sir. this here. Who's that top dog? 
these crowded wide receiver rooms. We mentioned we were going to talk about these New York, New York teams here. Uh, I'm going to let Trey pick. Which New York wide receiver room do you want to start with first? Oh, man. I love that Jets room because I got a okay. I got a new boyfriend in there. <laughs> hey, now, got the bromance going. <laughs> is, is it that rookie of the year? Yes, last sir. Year? Yes, sir. It yes, is. Yes, yes. I traded Garrett uh, Wilson. Everybody's seen him on hard knocks. Yep. And I got hard <laughs> like Gabe. Uh, I mean, I traded the hall for him. I overpaid and I got him in Dynasty. I believe he's going to be the next Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase in that tier. So I got in early. Uh, we'll see what happens. But he gained about 10 to 12 pounds of muscle. He was, that's the only only thing I was worried about was his slight frame. But he has everything. Route running, high pointing, uh, ball uh, ball targeting on deep routes uh, over either shoulder, uh, four three speed. Like he got everything. So um, now he's got a quarterback. That was the only thing he didn't have. I, I was surprised he did what he did last year with what he actually worked with. And I think the sky's the limit. So I went all in with him. I mean, I traded a uh, uh, Camara, Mixon, DJ Moore, and a second rounder for him. So. Mm, like he was the one one. Yeah. Well, P, who are the other guys in that room then? Like who's going to be two and three in terms of targets? Mm, I'm expecting Lazard uh, after Wilson. He's on the field all the time for blocking, but uh, Rodgers loves him. So I, I can see him, you know, approaching a few touchdowns. And then it's it's total. I don't really Crap. even look at Cobb or Hardman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did Hardman, you hear the buzz I, I, today? I consider Cobb. a gadget player, and then Cobb's a you know a thirty-three year old slot slot receiver. So thirty-three. So I think like 38. so. Damn, yeah. Man. The buzz today. I say he's yeah. was Cobb was uh, ahead of him. That uh, Rogers just feels more comfortable with them over Hardman. Oh, of course. That's why he brought him. <laughs> yep, thirty-three. I was right. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, that room, I guess, then is pretty easy there. It's pretty laid out. I would not uh, – I mean, maybe you would go with Lazard, but anybody else you probably wouldn't take, Pat. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna concur with the – Lazard, that's you know, about it. I think they're going to be throwing to the running back a lot, tied in a lot. So, yeah. you know, it's a lot going on. You got two here. good running backs to throw to. Yes, sir. All right, well, let's go to the other New York team there, Pat, the Giants. Let me let me lay them out for you, Pat, and it's okay to tell me if you're not familiar with them, but they, they do have Darius Slayton still there. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a guy named Sterling Shepard who's been there for a few years also. He hadn't really played, but he's been there. Uh, and then I think they may have cut some of these, but Paris Campbell is there. Uh, what, Wondell Robinson, uh, Jalen Hyatt. I'll delete them, yeah. Crowder and Beasley have been cut. Yeah, Jalen Hyatt, the rookie. Uh, one more. Isaiah do you have Hodgins. any clue, Pat? Don't forget Hodgins. One, two, three. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Hodgins yeah, in there, too. One, the two, one. three, Pat. <laughs> yeah, I think this is you just laid out the uh, case on why Darren Waller is so high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> None of these dudes these look uh, Who are these guys? Yes. Trash. Yeah. If you had to pick one. Yeah, which one would you go with? I, th- I think you're you're you've got it in the right order there, Jay, as you have it on the show sheet, which is Darius Slayton, uh, Shepard, and then Hodgins. Slay. I mean, it's kind of a toss up between Shepard and Slayton. Shepard is constantly hurt. Um, they're both kind of really unreliable, but Slayton has had the bigger kind of splash games. Um, Shepard is more of the consistent reception guy, um, but. Man, neither of these guys. Yeah, if I have to put them in order, Jay, it's Slayton, Shepard, 
uh, Isaiah Hodgins. I know Paris Campbell, he came from uh, the Colts and didn't do a whole lot. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But he was injured too. So he's okay. been coming back. Yeah. And then, right. yeah. Go ahead, Jay. P, pick one. You can only get one. Oh, Hodgins. Hodgins, Trey, who's your one that you'll take here? Oh, Hodgins. I think it's not even uh, hard yeah. what he did uh, since he came in and started. 12.9, 13.8, 5.7, 18.9, 12.2, and then the playoffs, 23.5. So this guy came on hard late. Uh, he came over in the middle of the year. So, of course, you're not going to be good right away. Um, but what happened down the stretch was remarkable for a guy that was drafted how late he was, and Buffalo just straight up cut him. Um, and Dayball mm-hmm. knows him from Buffalo, so he brought him over and gave him a second chance. And it was perfect. This guy, is, he's, he's like a basketball player out there. So uh, he's just doing this whole jump ball shit. And uh, I, he's kind of got this thing going on with Daniel Jones, so it could take off. Uh, I think he's a pretty good receiver three. I think I could trust him or flex but I think he has nuggets. He could get up to receiving three because they, they really didn't bring anything. You know, there's nothing there. You got to have more than Waller. All right. There you go for the, for those top dogs in those wide receiver rooms. Uh, Stay away from the giants. Get you that Garrett Wilson quick. I'm dogging it, Pat. I'm dogging it. (laughs) Pat, take us to these halftime hits. Let's do it, Jay. Say shirts and skins. Half of the league goes without shirts, and you just sit there with your bare chest. Mm, mm, mm. With my with my eight chest hairs just right there that didn't even sprout till I was like twenty eight. Shirts and skins, you know. Uh, whoever has the last pick wears a shirt, and you know, you just however you you deal it however you want. Um, I'm gonna. Well, I've had better ideas, Jay. <laughs> All right, we're going to do this one more time, Pat. Mm-hmm. One more All right. time. All right, now I know that the uh, people here are ready to hear about the GYT running backs and wide receivers, so I'll try to uh, just kind of stick it to two players here on the one more time. Two that I'm really curious about because I, I don't know. And so this is uh, very serious for me. I'm, uh, I'm going to need your help, Pat. Tell me first. Uh, Mr. Odell Beckham is somebody we've only seen maybe a handful of times in the past few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but does he have one more in him this year to make it a, a great year where if you draft him, like that could be a key component of your team if he's a top 20 receiver? Baby, come back. Boy, Jay, I, I do not know um, the injury coming back. Uh, that wide receiver. Didn't we talk about that wide receiver room in last week's uh, episode? It's a little crowded. Um, yeah. With say Flowers there and Bateman, and uh, this is not a team that throws a ton. So you've got all those elements. It's hard for me to do anything more than in an auction, a couple of bucks at the end of a, you know, at the end of a couple of rounds, or you're taking them late uh, as a flyer. This team is going to throw probably. Mm, 15 attempts more per game I'm hearing. So uh, Ooh, Todd Munkin, he led the, he, he, he let it, he lets it rip. They're talking about fast pace. They're, they're talking about like, he's really trying to go get 4,000 yards, maybe five like this. Are you a believer in one more time, Trey? No. One 
No. <laughs> I'm a believer that they're going to try to do all this fast-paced shit, and I'm a believer in Lamar running still, but I don't know if he's going to – how much they're going to be able to sustain it. If it's not working, you go back to what you know, you're know you used to work with. So that's kind of a I'm, – I'm a Lamar believer. I'm going to – I'm high on Lamar this year, but I think it's going to be a lot of Mark Andrews, a lot of Zay Flowers, and um, – and I hate to say it, but when Bateman plays, man, he's good. You know, he's yeah. good when he's healthy and he plays. And Odo Beckham, man, as, as much as I like the guy and they're, they're, you know, coming back again, like, I just don't see it happening at his age and that, and you know, with everything. I don't know. Trey, and when you hear those things out of, like, the when there's a new coordinator, it's like when a band is announcing a new album and they're like, and <laughs> our sound is going to be so much different. We're, you know, we've done this and brought in this people and then, it's kind of like the same, same. one as the last record. Exactly. I'm yeah, yeah we got to see it. We got to see it. Uh, I tell you what, they're going to play. Remember that first week they played the Miami Dolphins? That mm-hmm. was it two years ago or is it last year? And they went it went crazy. Like Tua and him both got like 40 fantasy points. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, that was he, two years ago. I want to say playing right? uh, us, the Texans, this year starting out. And it's a nine and a half point spread, the biggest spread of the week. Totally disrespecting the Texans. I think our strength is our secondary, so it's going to be interesting how we match up. But uh, we got two stud safeties. We got a Jimmy Ward from San Fran, came over with the make rounds and uh, we drafted second-round Petrie. He's a stud safety. We have Stingley on one side and nice corner on the other. Like, we're, we're sneaky good in the corner, so it's going to be fun to watch uh, how it unfolds week one. All right. P, I assume you concur with these gentlemen. Yeah, I'll be short okay. and sweet. Uh, there's a phrase that keeps going through my head as I'm doing my rankings and uh, setting up for these drafts. You don't get healthier as you get older. <laughs> there's just no there's no evidence of that ever happening. So uh, this guy hasn't played a full season since 2019, and that he was uh, disappointing with Cleveland. I'm looking at his career, and I don't think he's returned on his ADP, on his draft cost, since 2016. He's been a disappointment every year in fantasy since 2016. So, uh, yeah, there's no chance for me of having him on a team. I'm really sorry. All right, Pete. Thanks. You concur. Let's yes. go to this next player here because this one is also I'm on the fence with here. He used to be pretty good, and then he had a big dip last year. I know there's injuries and things like that, but can Deontay Johnson have a big year this year? One more time. No, you're okay. Hell yeah. I'm all in. P? Oh, yes, Trey's sir. in. Trey's in. I'm in. Oh, Come okay. He had, no, he had no touchdowns last year. None. Yep. <laughs> like it's gonna, Positive regression. Yeah. And Pickett's oh. look good. Offense looks good. He has an O-line. Yes. It's the hottest offense on the preseason. It's Will's up. He's been getting targeted down the field. I expect another 120, 140 target season like he's had the last three years, 140 each year. So top target, good offense, ascending talent, still not too old. There's a, This is a sneaky, sneaky value late on the receiver list where the smart guys are going to be gobbling him up in a three-receiver league as their wide receiver three, and yeah. they're going to be comfortable with it all year long. Mm-hmm. All right, you heard it here. It's going to happen one more time. It's going to happen. Pato. Yeah, I, I I like I would concur with y'all. Uh, as long as he stays healthy, that's, that goes for everybody. But yeah. uh, the talent's there. You believe in Mister Small Hands? Pick it. That's where it's all <laughs> he's, about. He's got gloves on. Carney, <laughs> stick them. Hello, cutie pie. 
Take us to that GYT, Pat. Let's go to the GYT. A little Seinfeld action. GYT. The GYT. P, would you like to start this time? You're running back and receiver. I can do that. All right. Running back. This guy has taken a roller coaster on my rankings from probably somewhere in the 40s to start the year, but... All the buzz has gone his way. Uh, a major injury went his way. Who would have thought we'd been talking about a uh, guy getting hurt on a jet ski? But that has really affected my guy here. This is James Cook, running back, a sophomore running back for the Bills. Dalvin's little brother. But yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I'm. This is kind of a gut call. I'm doing a little bit of uh, pull from my man Jer Bear. He's. Uh, he's. Got to get a couple things going for him. One is an increase in dump downs from Josh Allen. Josh Allen, historically, we know he loves to run the ball. When the when the pressure comes at him, he doesn't look for a dump down. He wants to run it himself. The Bills have to get it into his head that he has to start taking these dump downs or his career will not last the way it has. Like, got beat up a little bit last year with the elbow. That really affected their season. So I think they will get into his head. They had the least amount of called runs for Josh Allen last year. That means they're trying to tell him, stop putting yourself in danger. And James Cook is the perfect safety outlet that he's going to see if he hits him a couple times early that James Cook can take it and go, man. He's Dalvin, but about 10 to 15 pounds lighter. A little bit smaller, but he's got the same amount of speed, the same running style, extremely efficient as a rookie. All they need to do is get on the field. Naheem Hines is the uh, injury I was speaking of. He was uh, set up to get a lot of the receiving work, but he's injured out for the year with a jet ski accident. I don't believe in uh, Damian Harris or Latavius Murray, although I did see over the weekend Damian Harris's short yardage rushing touchdown. That's going to happen, but I like James Cook, RB25. And uh, the ECR we're looking at, but he's RB31 in the sleeper ADP that we'll be drafting from. Definitely like him inside my top 20, hopefully maybe towards 15 or 16 if he really breaks out. Wide receiver, Chris Olave. This one is everybody's main guy this year, but he's, I, I said, mm-hmm. fuck it. I put him down the day we said we're doing GYT. I put him down because I didn't want anybody to take him. My Saint, you know, everybody knows about uh, my love for my Saints, but. We traded up for this guy last year. I went off about him when we were talking about rookies. Everything he did, nothing to dissuade me going forward. 27.6 target share, second highest among rookies since 2014. Just commanded the targets right off the bat. Who cares about Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry? We didn't even freaking play him towards the end of the year because Chris Olave is our guy going forward. Derek Carr excelled last year, hitting Devontae Adams deep, leading to Devontae Adams' career-high 15 yards per catch. Guess what Chris Olave excels at? Deep catches. It's just a match made in heaven with this quarterback uh, upgrade. So I'm taking Chris Olave way above his wide receiver 13 ECR ADP. I'm probably going to have him at wide receiver 7 or 8 above big-name guys like Devontae Adams, even above Garrett Wilson. Yeah, dude, I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm all in on my Chris Olave. For me, it's Chris Olave and CeeDee Lamb are looking at each other like who's going to – yeah, who's gonna come about come out on top? Because really? I am I'm out on Michael Thomas. I've just been hurt too many times. I'm you know like it's just not happening uh, there. Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid are gonna be our starters this year. He's number one wideout. Yeah, I like Shahid and I like uh, Juwan Johnson. As we said earlier, Shahid's one of my favorite late round. He was my DFS darling. I made a lot of money off him. No one heard of him, and I knew he was uh, something before he came something. And so he he's always been on my radar. And I think the targets you know are gonna spread around, but Alave is definitely going to be the one. I just don't know if he's going to have the volume to get up to a 6-7, like you say. 
and start shooting on you. That's my only concern. But you like Cook? Oh yeah, yeah. Top twenty. Twenty-five. Yeah, like I would, I would pay, I would pay up over twenty-five to get him. Uh, Chris Olave, I'm probably drafting right around where he is, thirteen receiver, thirteen. But J- James Cook, it's just I'm, they got. I'm not worried about Damian Harris. He's going to steal some um, touchdowns here and there. And Josh Allen's is going to steal some touchdowns here and there. But James Cook, he's just going to have some big plays, and it's just going to. He's not Dalvin Cook explosive wise and 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 size and power, but. He's a Dalvin Cook light, and I think he can get it done. I just don't know if he's going to hold up as a work, like a total, you know, he's going to get 17 touches a game, nothing over 20. So that's where he's capped. I like to think of, I like to think of him as a discount Jameer Gibbs, like what everybody's expecting yeah, out of Jameer Gibbs, yeah. you know. I think he could yep. offer a uh, about an 80, 80%, 85% yeah, of that. That's a good one. What about the rest of you guys? Yeah. I like uh, Olave at, at, at value where Trey's at, where he's going. But I do like Cook a little bit higher than value, though, too. So, yeah. I'm not sure I have him as high as you do, P, but so you'll probably get him. It'll pro- He'll probably be your GYT. You'll get him. But, uh, but no, I do like him, though, too. Pat? What's wrong with this man? Uh, oh, man. I don't know. James Cook, uh, kind of borrowing this from a podcast I heard earlier, but it's like, Hoping the Bills running backs do, I think we do this every year where we hope the Bills running backs are going to be something more than they are. Uh, Josh Allen is, uh, you know, I think the goal line back basically for the Bills. Um, I do like Olave's upside, so I'm 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 not totally out on Cook, but um, I, I would rather in this, you know, duel here, I'd rather go with Olave and his upside and him just connecting and being like the Devonte Adams to uh, David Carr's, you know, that, that connection there. Um, I don't know who, I don't know about wide receiver seven there, P, but uh, I like top 10. I, I like him to blow up, you know? I like it though. P is convicted on his players. I like it. Yeah, yeah I'm taking a page out of your book, Jay. You got to, got to go against the grain. Let him know. it. G-Y-G. Mm-hmm. So who do you Pat, got, who's Jay? Your guys? Let's see oh, what Pat's right. Go ahead, Pat. Cool. I, I'll go after you, Pat. Okay, uh, let's see. Where's my running back drop? I thought I had it in there. Maybe I didn't. Uh, running backs. Uh, I'm going to go with Jamal Williams, uh, RB37. Um, also, we're still, you know, we were talking about Olave and Price's Saints. Um, you have the Kamara situation. He's out, what, the first three games? Is that correct, Price? Yes, sir. Yeah, so you have that. He's going to be pretty much the RB1. Um, I know it's kind of fool's gold to go, you know, for the touchdown total that he got with the Lions. I don't know if he can repeat. You mean he he can't get 17 again? Yeah, probably not going to get (laughs) upwards of 17. Not going to be Danian Tomlinson, the second uh, second coming. I don't know how that happened. I heard he had 45 runs inside the 10, 45 rushes, <laughs> opportunities inside the 10. Like, oh, how lucky did he get 10 or 20 in a season? It's nuts. Yeah, the well, his yeah. conversion rate on the one was ridiculous. Yeah. Split that in o- half. Opportunities were there. <laughs> even split that in half, and he has eight or nine rushing touchdowns. And I know, you know, with Kamara coming back, it's going to be a little bit hard, but it, it's it, it's a little hard to know with what this the identity of the offense is going to go now that they have Derek Carr that kind of changes things. Are they going to be more of a down the field uh, throwing offense? Or are they going to still rely on the run like they did? But uh, Jamal Williams for being thirty seven, I'm just saying you know top twenty five maybe. I mean, could he finish 
you know, these early kind of eating games. And then once he kind of falls off and Kamara comes on, if he does come on, um, then I mean, and if he doesn't, then you've, you've got a, a starting running back there. My wide receiver, Christian Kirk. Uh, I, I, got, I mean, I, we'll talk about, uh, if we get to this segment, we'll talk about Calvin Ridley, but I, I need to see it. You know, I know he's a, a, an incredible talent, but he hasn't played in a very long time. Um, Christian Kirk was, you know, one of the favorite targets there for Trevor Lawrence. I think he kind of is above his pay grade a little bit. Uh, I think he outperforms what people think of him, but he's wide receiver 25. Maybe 15 is a little bit ambitious. I probably should have put maybe in the top 20, but fuck it, Jay. Like you said, get your guy. I'm going to go with my conviction uh, in honor of the gut and uh, <laughs> go with my gut and say Christian Kirk's going to be the guy there and they're going to have to work Ridley in a little bit more. G-Y-G. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's a different take. Yeah, because the popular take is uh, Ridley. It is, and I'm and I'm kind of zagging off of that, saying oh, yeah. I don't know if Ridley's a, a top twenty guy just yet. I need to see it a little bit, and I could, you know, very well be wrong. But I like the Williams, yeah, definitely because Kamara is going to be gone the first three weeks, and then also, I mean, I know people do like the Kendry Miller rookie, but. You know, the Saints signed Jamal Williams for a reason. You know, he's got experience, you know, and that's what pro teams want. They want some people who have experience he can yes. block too. So, yeah. He has emotion, Jay. He cries during interviews. Yeah. And then gets pissed <laughs> immediately afterwards. Yeah. Quit blaming us. <laughs> His, uh... <laughs> pissed off! He's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna- oh, no, I, lo- I love the call, Pat. Jamal's been a great addition to the locker room. He's a uh, real fun guy, real emotional guy. Uh... The, the key for him, it's uh, I, I actually targeted him in our guillotine format. I was like, I'm going to wait on running backs, and then I'm going to get Jamal late because I know I'll get the first three weeks out of him. So, yeah, I got him as my starter the first three weeks, and then I can deal with it after that. The key is how does Kendra Miller compliment him those first three weeks? Mm-hmm. If he starts to outplay him those first three weeks, once Alvin comes back, Kendra could be the compliment to Alvin. So it's going to be a very interesting first three weeks for Jamal. I like him at the beginning of the year. And if he excels and Kendra struggles, he'll, he'll maintain that Mark Ingram spot, but it's going to be interesting because this rookie has got some real spice to him. But out of these two, I like your, I like your Jamal Williams pick the most. Well, well, hopefully Kendra. I know my place is a rookie. Was his place as a rookie. <laughs> he had this catch where he laid out like a receiver doing a Ooh, wheel, that wheel, wheel route. route. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty ridiculous. And his knock was he can't catch. <laughs> and then he does that. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, so my guys, um, my both my guys are ranked 16, 17. I think they're both going to finish top 10. Um, my running back is Damian Pierce. Um, he was leading all rookies and um, yards per game before he got hurt, even over Bryce, Brees Hall. Uh, he finished number one with um, elusive rate, meaning most tackles, shakes um, per game. So when he did play, he was the hardest guy to bring down. Uh, our O-line was crap last year. Our quarterback play was crap. All that has been upgraded since big time. But the number one reason is Kyle Shanahan's offense is coming over here. And we're going to be playing with a lot of double tight end fullback uh, we're going to ground and pound. It's going to get nasty. And David Pierce is going to be leaned on. And Singletary's good for a backup, but I'm not worried. He's not going to – the talent's never going to come close to Pierce. Pierce is only get better. He was by far the second-best running back last year behind Brees Hall. I guess Kenyon Walker was nice. He had explosive games. But for consistency, 
I think Damian was the most consistent running back. And I think when you give him that kind of Shanahan run game, um, I already saw it in the preseason. Uh, our scrub running backs were getting yards. I think Damian Pierce can finish top 10. He's being RB17 right now. So little disrespect in my opinion. My receivers, Calvin Ridley. Last time he played, he was receiver four, four overall. That was with Julio Jones on the team. He is a uh, Mr. Catch and Fall Down guy. There's really no yak involved. I've always knocked him for that, but what he can do is get open in a phone booth. Uh, he runs probably the best routes in the league. Um, if not, he's tied up there. And uh, Lawrence loves him. Uh, all the videos coming out, he has the quickest footwork I've seen doing the ladder drills, all these fancy drills. And he has never got a second contract, so he's got a he's got a family now, and he fucked up, and he wants that redemption. So he's putting it all on the line. And I'm uh, I'm trying to target Calvin Ridley and Dynasty in every format. So I'm really high on him. I think he could finish top six, top seven with Trevor Lawrence taking a big bump. <laughs> yeah, going against Pat's Christian Kirk. You guys are going to be going head to head, baby. Dueling GYGs. Let's make let's make sure he doesn't uh, get on some of these uh, apps, sites. These gambling <laughs> yeah. apps. He doesn't take a weekend to Vegas. Use that VPN, bro. VPN that shit. Hide it. Is, it makes me. Fire, it makes me Baker? feel better. It makes me feel better that Trey's taking a Texan because I felt kind of weird taking a Saint. But when you believe in your guy, fuck it. Who you know, you think he's gonna do it. Oh yeah, uh, people, uh, people didn't believe in him last year when he had the roller, the hype train for preseason. And then he goes out and shows oh, out. And we had the worst offensive line, worst offense. We set record lows, like it was bad, and he was still like somehow dragging our team. It was I mean, not the love. Yeah, no. The the thing about Damian is very low draft capital. So you've got a brand new coaching staff coming in and they brought in Devin Singletary. So they're already looks like to me, there are red flags up. So I'm really ear to the ground seeing what's happening this preseason. He played every snap with the starters. He's getting passing work. Damian yep. is blowing Singletary off the field. And so he showed it. And now, man, I've got him. Running back 14, just like Trey said, well above uh, ADP, and I'll, I'm hoping to get him on a team as my RB2. Yeah, he wasn't coming off Burn on third on downs. And that was the big thing. If he can stay out there on some of those third downs, that's huge. Oh, uh, yeah. I like Pierce uh, over Ridley only in so much as uh, you mentioned, P, the uh, draft capital. I can get Pierce for a little bit cheaper and still uh, have him as an RB, too. But I guess that's because most people who are going to pay up for Ridley are going to consider him a wide receiver one, too. So they're going to kind of pay closer to that price. So, yeah. Yeah, I like Ridley. There's just going to be a distribution, so I, I think y'all could both be right. You know, I like I like Lawrence, so Kirk and Ridley could both be awesome. So yeah. we, we can all win here. Yep. Pierce is right, value for sure. Big J, I want to hear your breakdowns. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Really high one team. My, my two guys, <laughs> one, come from the same team. Hello. Uh, All in. Two. Two. I I got an I got a third rookie up in here. Hello, GYT rookie <laughs> wow. team. The baby boys. So uh, yes. Uh the and, and I'm not going to spend too much time on these guys only because we talked about both these guys last That's week. True. You know, we kind of like these guys to, to play a little bit, but I'll just give a little more context. So uh, they are J.K. Dobbins and Zay Flowers, both playing for the same team. Uh, J.K. Dobbins at the moment is going as sort of an RB20, which is 
uh, definitely even beyond Damian Pierce, which just kind of gives you an idea to the draft capital that you'll have to pay for a J.K. Dobbins. Uh, and it's, I've just got him projected to finish as a top 12 running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know people will say if he can stay healthy. But again, we say that for every running back, you know, right. So I'm just going to assume if he is healthy, he's a top 12 running back. Uh, and if he gets hurt, then you'll have to figure that out. But Zay Flowers also cheap, cheap, cheap. He's a wide receiver, 42. I've got him projected to finish at least as a wide receiver three, uh, at least to be able to get some catches and some in a few yards in there to give you at least a decent floor around maybe seven and a half, eight and a half points. And if you get a TD, maybe more, right? But uh, Zay Flowers, maybe more than that, people. But yeah, I like both of them to finish better than where they're at, Ravens. First, let's I like meet the it. Baltimore Ravens offense. I like the call, Jay. I'm high on that offense. Two offenses I'm high on is uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore really taking an uptick. And uh, you want players from both those teams. And I, I like the Dobbins and Zay Flowers call. Uh, Dobbins is getting uh, – supposedly they asked – they're like hey, some beat reporters like, hey, man, are you ever going to get catches? Because that was the thing, right? Like a catch is worth 2.5 times a run. So just, just plus the yards, right? So like – you want to get that catch and I, I he's he's like yeah just wait basically grinning saying this Todd Munkin offense is going to be thrown to me as well so if that happens watch out yeah Jim, I'm uh my uh my feelings were known <laughs> pretty pretty extensively on the last podcast about JK Dobbins uh we've got a segment at the end run on empty if we're going to get to it he was very very close to being my uh it's a mirage running on empty players so <laughs> we, we'd be going against each other on that one but yeah. I, I love me some Zay Flowers I'm going to look at him at wide receiver three territory all day what's wrong with this man uh, yeah, I'm with P on J.K. Uh, Dobbins. Uh, ooh, yeah, I just need to see it. Just a lot of injuries. He's coming off of a, a pretty bad injury, um, and then the no catches and all this stuff. A lot of a lot of talk about this Ravens offense being something. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, I I like Zay Flowers' upside. Um, he could you know, potentially, you know, rise in the ranks there in the wide receiver room. And to clarify, Jay, you're not saying wide receiver three. You're saying a wide, a third wide receiver on your roster. Yes, sir. That's right. That's correct. Your third wide receiver on your football team. Zay Zay just moves different, man. He is a, he's, he's something. I, uh, he could be one of those pop guys. Yeah. Yeah. It just might take a little time though. A new offense. Let me add one more bullet for you on JK Dobbins. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nope, scratch it. I lost. It. Go ahead, Pat. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, of oh, course. Yes, no, no. I got it. I got it. I got it. Because Pat was talking about the injury. Uh, I just want to mention. Yes, he missed a bit of training camp. He was being held out due to an injury, but that was all actually just really related to his contract that he's not happy about. And so an extra little nugget, of course, to remember is this is a contract year. The dude wants to get paid, so he's going to be trying to show out. That's that Ridley argument I made. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he has one chance since now. You're right. Like if he doesn't come good this year, He's going to be the next fucking guy who gets tossed around for like, you know, a million a year instead of that six, seven million they could make. All right. I like these teams, man. I'm excited to see what happens. I like how we've got a nice variety of, you know, higher, mid, lower. And we didn't all agree with each other, you know? We, That's big as well. Yeah. We've got some rivalries. Yeah. It's football, mate. 
Pat, you take us to that last segment, these last few minutes here, running on empty. All right, let's do a little uh, Jerry Seinfeld bass. Running on empty, running on empty. You're the asshole on TV. I am. Is it a Mirage? Is it a Mirage price? Is it a Mirage price? Who is your guy that you got that's being drafted too high or is a Mirage running on empty? Oh, this one's crazy to me, man. I can't believe people are buying in because I just saw this movie two years ago. This is going to be a crappy sequel to a crappy movie. It's DeAndre Hopkins. It's the top receiver who goes to the Texans, or not Texans, I'm sorry, the former. I'm sorry, that was a very bad slip of tongue. I'm just so pumped up about this, man. He's gone to the Titans in his 11th season. Stop me if you've heard this before. He had injury issues before he goes to the Titans. He's now expected to lead the Titans, but he don't. you don't get healthier as you get older. That's my saying. So I just don't understand how DeAndre is being drafted, sometimes in the top 20, at least in the top 24, 25 in most leagues. I just think that, that you know, the last two years he's dealt with, I didn't like the fact that he had a freaking uh, suspension due to, you know, performance-enhancing drugs. He's got uh, injuries. He's got suspensions there's just i just i've seen this story so many times where the top receiver goes to a new team falls flat on his face on top of everything the tennessee titans were the third worst offense in the league overall third worst passing offense last year they're gonna ground and pound it i think Traylon burks when he comes back healthy he could take the lead as a receiver if hopkins stays healthy he could maybe produce like wide receiver three-ish range but i don't consider him a threat to stay healthy even so Running on empty, I will not have Hopkins on a team. He's really right. on those mental errors. Pat, who's your guy? <laughs> well, funny enough, it's one of uh, Trey's guys that he that he liked. Yeah, man. GYT. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it makes for spicy. It's uh, you know we're, we're akin to a Jerry Springer show, a Steve Wilco show. We're getting spicy around here. The Gambler, Calvin Ridley. Uh, I just I don't know. I've I'm kind of torn on this one, actually, Jay, because wide receiver 16, I know he's got all the talent in the world. Um, I, I just think he's it's going to take time for him to come in. You know, it might be week seven, week eight before, um, you know, he gets mixed into this thing. Uh, I think uh, Lawrence has a relationship with, uh, you know, a lot of the other wide receivers. I mean, I don't have a really solid like, uh, you know, Perry Mason type of slam uh, shut the door type of case here, but uh, it's just really the time away plus coming into a, a little bit of a crowded wide receiver room. I can see him finishing outside of the top 20. Sounds like this is a gut feeling for you here. Pat. I'm, you know, I'm taking a lot of pages out of the, out of the gut. You know, I, I like to wing it sometimes. Every draft has wing it guy. That's me. <laughs> My Trey, guy, who's your mirage? Joe Mixon. He finished uh, running back 12 last year uh, with a 55-point game. So you take away that, he's probably uh, his average drops down to, I think, uh, like 11 points per game. That would put him right around, I don't know, running back 18 to 20. So they're ranking him at running back 10, even higher what he finished last year. I watched him closely. I had him on my dynasty team for the last two years. He has the worst vision I've ever seen out of any football player of all time. He has great athleticism. He did. He lost some explosiveness, but he still has enough to get it done. But he literally has no vision. 
Uh, P Ryan not played him in the playoffs, played, played over him in the playoffs. Um, this dude every year, he, he's just getting more and more least efficient. He was tied with Najee Harris for being the most least efficient running back last year for the main guys. And, uh, I just think, yeah, people want to say no competition, no this, no that. I don't give a fuck. If you're not good, you're not good. So, um, you know, I'm just off mixing. So he's not even close to my running back 10. He, I probably have him running back 18 to 20. Ooh. He got yeah, a lot of it. I think all of you guys have. He got a lot of it done in the air. He got 75 targets for the first time ever. And that's where you kind of got lucky. He ended up getting his highest uh, receiving work. But he's literally averaging 3.9 yards a carry, uh, 3.6 two years ago. You know, like it, this is just bad, bad stuff here. So um, I'm Chase Brown could win out. Chris Evans could win out. These guys aren't anything. But if Mixon's not anything, then I could see them. Throwing the next Samaje P. Ryan in. Mm-hmm. Well, they could be they could be a threat to sign someone as well. They could be a Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, Fournette. destination. Yeah, yeah. All, All right, back, back get us out of high. here. I mean, that's I don't think that's high. Steep. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, that's that's very steep, and it's and it's volume based, which is scary. Good offense, but I I I, I just I like other options right there. Yeah. I don't like your jerk-off face. I don't like your jerk-off behavior. And I don't like you. I think that's what we're saying about Joe Mixon. Jay, we're going to get out of here. We'll be back next week with more fantasy goodness. Uh, Anything else for the... the view the viewers the listeners so maybe maybe one day we'll have a video podcast a a special episode but for now the listeners anything to the listeners fellas well uh, Uh, i think next week we'll be looking projections right so we'll probably have a little brief dfs little segment in there too for the week one matchups and we got we got some new shirts made we we get them made every year they're customized uh our football league is called the most fun fantasy football league. And we get these shirts customized with a special player we feature every year and we'll make sure to post on Instagram. And then next year, if y'all, if y'all want to get down and order one with us, just let us know and uh, we can uh, order them for you and spread the love. Love to see a MFL shirt in Helsinki. <laughs> I've already been getting eyes looking at me when I walk down the street with it. It's popping. People are like, Oh, you're a fan of that team. I'm like, no, nah, just the player, bro. <laughs> just the league and the podcast just the league and the, here you have take a photo <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all right jay well good luck to everybody it is draft weekend here it's the big draft weekend and yeah. let's have fun and uh and uh everybody come out winners here and as you cram into the basements and man caves and hotel rooms yeah man G-Y-G. 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 2023.